Alright ladies and gents, this is your man L. Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounce. This is a place where your second amendment is protected as long as you got them facts. So we're going to get right into it on this Saturday night. There's not any real news to cover, uh, but we are definitely going to talk about one of the real elephants of the room of the week. And that being the R. Kelly situation. Of course, I was going get to get into my part two of my previous discussion of black ideologies. This was a few months ago, but we're going to... Uh, bring that back up and make a part two. I wanted to talk about all that, all those pro-black sentiments and of that, everything of that nature in the social media era. Uh, also, I wanted to get into the sports action tonight. There was definitely a lot, of, a lot of that. So we're gonna get into some college sports. Uh, we're gonna go over the, the NFL playoffs as well as tonight's NBA action. So let's just get right into it. Uh, like I said, with the big elephant in the room right now over the course of the week, and that being uh, Mr. R. Kelly. Of course, for those of you who uh, somehow weren't aware of his previous allegations. Uh, there was a uh, a recent lifetime uh, program which I didn't see because uh, I don't. Again, I already knew. Uh, I, I mean, we were pretty much. I'm pretty sure everybody, at least in the black community, was aware of the allegations that were uh, have been made against him that have been confirmed against him. So. Watching that didn't really, uh, watching that wouldn't have done anything for me except proved uh, that he was a nasty dude to begin with. Uh, but apparently, uh, the internet, of course, seems to be in an uproar. Uh, of course, you have your uh, black woman uh, voicing their concerns, which I understand, um, which is funny. You know, I just, see, what I find funny about all this is, again, we previously known about R. Kelly in our community for years. We knew about his relationship with Aaliyah, if I'm not mistaken, right? We knew that he pissed on a underage female. Maybe urinated is the better word, but come on now. So I, I what I'm trying to understand is where why is there a sudden outrage? Because it was put on TV, because it was put on Lifetime for women. I'm 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 confused here. I mean, let's think. Let's let's be honest with ourselves. Who who comprises the majority of let's say for an artist like R. Kelly? Who's who's comprising the majority of his sales? It's definitely us. So when we start to when we start to turn back and say, "Oh, well, yes, he's definitely nasty. He's de oh he he's a pervert. He's na well, we already knew this." I don't understand why you you guys are just reacting the way you are now. I was sent. I remember going back to my childhood recently when, I, when all this information came prevalent to me. I remember being anti R. Kelly in middle school, saying, "Man, turn that crap off. Step in the name of y'all was stepping in the name of love, knowing goddamn we knew and we knew as kids that's what he did. And who was slapping that song? Us. Just saying." Just saying, hey, hey, uh, you can sit there and say, well, he he's nasty. He's he's a pedophile. He's a predator. Well, who listened to him? Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's no white or Kelly friend. I, I'm pretty sure there's tons of them. I'm pretty sure there are. But I would bet I would I just in my opinion, I would say the slight majority or the real or a tad bit of the majority will be black folk. Right. It's not like he was a Michael Jackson, a, 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 a transformative, world class. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure you know he had he can travel the world, and he's probably you know been to different spots around the world. But let's think about it. 
if it wasn't for his connection with the black community and being associated with Michael Jordan and other prominent black figures, okay, he had to get his he had to get his roots with us first. Okay, so who put him on? We did. So when when y'all turn around in 2019, the first week of the year, and decide, oh well, and I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, his birthday is not too far away. Uh, if not in a couple more days, maybe a day after mine, but maybe even another month from now. But it's it's pretty close from now. So I think about that, and I just think about how how is it that one day we jump from oh we want to step in the name of love to this man's a predator. He was a predator when you were stepping in the name when you bought the chocolate factory. Was he not? Oh, oh, I'm just saying, he was a predator then. He was a predator when he was, you know, getting out of Leah, and he's almost 30 years old, and she's 15. Now, mind you, I know a lot of guys are going to say, well, girls in high school used to hook with older dudes, all which is true, and that's nasty. That is nasty. It's all nasty. I think it all needs to be brought to life. I, and I think, I think, I think, fellas, you know what? You guys have a valid point. I think just as much as these females like to want to throw us under the bus from time to time, I'm not saying the majority of, of women, but I'm saying what the what the media is trying to to influence, to, what I feel influ the media is trying to influence uh, to happen is that they do start throwing us under the bus. Well, maybe he, I'm not trying to say that, I'm not trying to justify anything somebody did, but with that being said, let's, let's, uh, let's expose the holes then. Let's expose the women who just stole their bodies away. Let's just, yeah, just just as much as we want to talk about, oh, he's a predator world. Let's talk about, let's let's bring up how y'all was going out with them old niggas. Y'all don't want to talk about that, do you? Willingly. Willingly was doing it. Y'all wasn't, y'all wasn't drugged or nothing. Talking about, I don't like guys my age. I'm just saying, this is true. So, it's a it's a vicious cycle that's perpetuated by both parties. Yes, R. Kelly is wrong to be uh, pissing on a little girl, but I have to ask, what the fuck is that little girl? It, come on, I'm sorry, I, I get it, you're not fully aware, you're not an adult, but you gotta be smart enough to know, what am I doing in this bed with this grown-ass man? I mean, come on, it's something something triggers, something gotta trigger, or you're just, a, you were a slut to begin with as a kid, too, you weren't gonna change. I know it sounds harsh, and I know it sounds cold, but... I'm just saying, there's just certain girls that I know for a fact wouldn't be in the bed with no 30-year-old man, 40-year-old man. I'm sorry. And, I, and since I know females like that, I, I, I've I become friends with females like that. I've come across females in different facets of my life that don't think that way. I'm sorry. I have no real, you know, I have remorse for the girl. But I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around this, uh, this this whole total, three sixty, and we're all well actually a one eighty, and and we're now bashing R. Kelly for stuff we've already known. What is this? What is this about? Just like just like retreading the whole Kevin Hart thing. Oh, he he talked about gay people back in two thousand nine, or referred to it. It was almost it was ten years ago. But R. Kelly, this situation happened multiple years ago. And we're t we're now we want to get mad. We're incensed to do something. No, what you should have did was you showed the boy. You know what you should have did. You should have boycotted all the rest of his albums, but you didn't. Black community, we're responsible for that.
We made him popular as an artist. We gave just like Antonio Brown and the damn Pittsburgh Steelers. It's the same type of analogy. You 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 create that monster. He's a nar- he was a narcissist, just like Antonio Brown. And you feed him that by not checking his behavior. We should have said, no, we don't fuck with you, and 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 protested and, and boycotted his album until we saw him go to jail. That's what you do. You don't you don't sit there and allow him to keep making music, keep making music, and then you watch something on TV and feel suddenly convinced. That's bullshit. That's that that's that new woke era woke shit that I don't I don't abide by. Don't tell me some shit. Oh, I, I saw it on I saw it on TV. Well, you already knew about it. I'm pretty sure the video. I'm tell there was a video of him doing it. Come on now. If we're talking about the the urination on the little girl, see y'all, I can't, I can't, mm -mm. and see that's, you know, I would take a break, but I I think this is a perfect segue into the the black ideologies uh, segment that I wanted to get into because there's so many, you know, what you start to see when you see a situation like this with R. Kelly and in a lot of the situations that we start to been, we, we have start, we have started to see in the past, you know, just a few years, you know what I'm saying? Now, you know, you have so many, you have so many lines of thinking in the black community, you'd be vastly surprised. I've already talked about this before, but I wanted to, uh, with this discussion, I wanted to take it, and of course, this is, I want this to be interactive, so please blow up my Facebook El Jamal, please blow up the Snapchat. I don't care. I'm I'm making the, the Instagram later on this weekend. So please blow my blow me up. Blow up the Gmail account. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna be put posting information all on the Facebook if you want to see it. Please get let's talk about this. But I'm not gonna go into all you know all the different you know facets and everything. But I wanted to go into how it applies itself to what I'm doing right now, what I'm trying to do with my life, and what I, what I want to make my career out to be. I eventually want to get into uh, some type of, of course, I wanted to go to YouTube at some point, but if I could take my talents to ESPN, that'll be awesome. I'd like to do some type of sports broadcasting, maybe run my own show, talking about the very same topics I'm discussing now. But with that, you know, you you uh, you get involved in something like this, and you do your research. You only do your research on the, the you know the the topics at hand, the sports. You don't not just about getting the stats and stats in terms of sports, but you know you follow you try to follow the trends of what's going on. You know within your within your field within your craft. This is my craft. This is what I'm serious about. So not only do I follow the trends, or you know try to follow you know the the right way to do things and so on and so forth. I look at not necessarily my competition, but my peers in this. You know, I do a lot of, I, I watch a lot of their shows, listen to a lot of their podcasts, listen to a lot, watch a lot of their YouTube channels, just to get an idea of you know how you know how to present mine. Not necessarily of what to talk about, because I already know what I want to talk about. I'm confident in what I want to talk about. I'm confident in where I stand. You know, so, you know, when you look at these things, you at least a certain, uh, you know, certain individuals, you really, you know, you really grasp that they enjoy what they do. They understand the concepts of blogging or podcasting or, you know, even the essentials of putting up a, you know, a good, uh, you know, YouTube channel with, you know, awesome content. Um, And what I've seen is 
you know, especially in this new age of being woke. And, you know, I can't say that I'm not, you know, I'm partially a victim because although I don't claim to follow the, you know, the, I would say the mainstream trends of being woke or whatever, I myself want to, you know, disseminate or I, I guess serve some information to the masses or to a group of people that are interested myself. I feel that my information is at least alternative or different than the others. That's why I think what makes me unique. With that being said, in this new age of being woke, you start to see, you know, different fractures, even in in this day and age, different fractures in just how woke you can be or what really woke means. With that being said, uh, what I've come across is various different types of pro-black or alternative messages that, you know, black people want to be about nowadays. I wanted to discuss those, meaning what I mean by that is, you know, of course, we come across, you know, the Tariq Nasheeds, Tommy Sotomayor. That's that's what I mean. You know, you you look on YouTube, you got CD Furies and so on. And, and you got Brother Polite, Umar Johnson, all these different figures. And they all, you know, for one, what I will say is they all have some bring something unique to the table for one. They all bring their own perspective. And this is on this channel. Uh, what I've decided to do is. Because this is what I've noticed. Now, despite. All the pro blackness. And I would say this is the exception with Tanya Sotomayor because he's not necessarily pro black. But in all the pro blackness and all the quote unquote woke or alternative, you know, black information. What I do see is a lack of community. I see a lot of slander. Let's take, for instance, somebody like Tommy Sotomayor. Now he goes and he makes his, you know, he makes his killing off of, you know, downgrading black folks, black women in particular. I've come to the conclusion and not only do people, not only do they come after, not only in his cases, he come after, you know, certain, you know, black, you know, pockets of black people, or maybe even black people as a whole, but people come after, after him, as him as an individual. He's been, he's been punched out before. He's been, you know, had his name dragged through numerous mud by other pundits, you know, like your Umar Johnson's. He's talked bad about it. He's talked down about it. You've had somebody like C.D. Fury try to expose him and talk about his dark side. Things that we already kind of knew about him or figured would be true about him if you've ever watched any of Tommy Sotomayor's shows. And for the sake of, you know, Honestly, for the sake of him being a brother and just for the sake of just y'all should know, just because this is what is a part of your world, check him out sometime. I don't think you always will agree with what he has to say, but just just for the sake of having that different uh, that different set of thinking out there, just so you can kind of see what you're dealing with. I think you should check him out every now and again. He does bring different perspective. It's not like what he's saying is def is not true, despite how he's saying it, despite the stories that he's set telling to you. And that's just one aspect. But again, like I said, there's a lot of friction. Nobody gets along with each other. You know, we're all talking about bringing the community together or somehow changing the community. And part of that, what I hear from all these pundits, 
whether it be the pro-black, pan-African, or the just the, well, Negroes got to change and, and get away from, you know, the bad type of black people, if you're talking about Tommy Sotomayor. But that's the thing. No unity. Those guys don't get along. Their factions don't get along. Therefore, they influence so many different people. People in general don't get along with each other. That's not the point here. The point here is not to bash these guys. If anything, I'll let you know about these guys. I'll give you the opportunity to know who they are. Check them out if you'd like to. The point here, and if I do have a problem with these guys, I'll challenge them on their views. Not who they are. I'm not going to sit here and give you an exposed by Tommy Sotomayor and how he disses black women and how I hate them and how he ain't nothing. No. What I will give you is what I gave you a, a, a couple months back when um, I went in on his Ray Karut, Ray Karut you know, discussion. I'll challenge his views. In terms of Dr. Umar, I'm not going to challenge him as a person. His credentials, that ain't none of my business. It's not my business to go research really who he is. If he wants to go ahead and lie to these people, then that's on him. When the, when the chips fall down and it's exposed and that he could be lying, and he has to deal with that. If it comes out that he's really gone and gone to school and gotten his degree, then that's cool too. But what has been confirmed, though, is them schools that he was talking about ain't been built yet. But that's not my place to really get on. But that's just the truth. Okay? This is the truth. As far as for the rest of these cats, a lot of these guys were reformed. A lot of these guys are so-called reformed gangsters. You know, and that's cool too. Reformed con men and people who were all, you know, and that's fine too. But again, what I'm what I'm seeing is a lack of community, and I feel that every every pundit, in a way, is is in a way chipping away at black unity. Even it's the pro African, because again. The pro-African, or the pan-African, excuse me, is against intermarriage or inter interracial marriage, against liberalism, pretty much, against, you know, pretty much, I would say, mixed-race people. I would almost go on to say light-skinned people in general. These are things that I see. I could be wrong, but that's what they, that's the image that they produce, and I think that that's, that reflects negatively on them. You got somebody like Tommy Mayor, he's he doesn't come off. I mean, well, he's abrasive. So it's easy to it's easy to spot him. It's easy to say, oh, well, you just you just you just bash black people. You just I mean, yes, you may say you may sit there. You may come through with a story. You, every story that he does come up with is true. These are all examples of what's going on. He's taking news clips and all that. So these are things that are happening. First of all, it's not breaking news because the news already broke it. So when he's telling you breaking news in the in the intro, he's lying to you. So he already got it from me. He already got news. He taking news clips like everybody else. So it's not breaking news first and foremost. Let's break that down first. Okay, but yeah, all he's doing is it's basically sitting there bashing black folk. If you listen to what he's saying, so he's easy to pinpoint. It's 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 harder to hear the colorism. Uh, that's disguised. That's disguised in the Pan African, in the modern Pan African movement, or in any Pan African movement. Because again, this is the diaspora. We are a diaspora of peoples. 
So you can't say, oh, well, all real black people are of this descent or live in this part of the country or are somehow. Oh, because, see, again, see, these people have so many different trips because now the whole movement now is we're actually or aboriginal black people. We've been here forever. That's the new trip now. So, again, we don't know who we are. We're still trying to figure it out. And the problem is we're still waiting on another on outside on another outside force to try to influence us to come up with something instead of coming up with something on our own. That's the biggest issue. If you look at Tommy Sotomayor, you'll probably realize somebody's paying him. Somebody's definitely in a lot of these guys' pockets. It's always how it's been. That's what happens. We get too caught up with the ideology and the rhetoric and the influence and not enough on actually the community building honestly there's nothing wrong with a lot of what these guys are saying that's why i don't have a problem with saying look look them up don't i don't have a problem with saying look up dr umar sometimes i feel at times again in a lot of not necessarily him per se but if you start to look at deeper into brother polite and a lot of the his his kind of uh that little um far left kind of leaning or far right maybe kind of lean type of thinking you start seeing a lot of colorism again you start seeing a lot of colorism a lot of subjugation of the women in the household and a lot of that belief system too now i'm not again i'm on the fence about a lot of this liberal stuff in the beginning that's why i told you i'm moderate what that is is i'm not i'm not conservative no but does that mean i'm fully liberal about everything and agreement about what I see in this liberal media, no, I'm not a fan of that either. People can say, well, you you don't know where you stand. You're you're on the not necessarily. Cause ain't nobody gonna buy me. Cause I don't stand I don't I don't I don't part I don't partake in their parties. So I vote on individual. That's the whole point. I don't vote on party. I vote on individual politics and I vote on what makes well, what will make my life uh, possible, or the people around me's life possible and easy to, not even easy, it's not even about ease of access, just attainable, it's about making, you know, and, and at the end of the day, what people have to realize, this is not, this is, as much as we we want to, we want to blame institutional racism, unless we want to blame outside factors, there comes a time in every person's life where they just have to stand up on their own two feet and just accomplish something, regardless of the situation. So I'm not going to sit here constantly and, and, and beg and sit here and look, and look for attention. I, I went out and I said, you look, I, I'm not happy with my with the way my life is going. And I said, I'm going to go out there and change it. And that's what I did. I, I started a podcast. It's not that it's not that hard. People will do it all the time. They say, well, I, I, I got to get out the hood. I'm going to be raw at football. It happens all the time. Because I'm going to be a good rapper. And that's what happens. People stay in the booth all day and become great rappers. It's not the end of the freaking world. Yeah, racism exists, sure, on different levels. But if you ain't if you ain't trying to if you ain't trying to survive, if you ain't really trying to do nothing positive and trying to promote nothing good for your community, what's the whole point of complaining about it? Again, why are we why are we complaining about R. Kelly when we Ben could have boycotted him when he when he could have when we could have let him know what he was when he did was not unacceptable. It was unacceptable back when he back when he did it. It didn't change his behavior. Look at what he did. 
they got the, the accusations got weirder and weirder. And who knows what he's up to? Son of, but you know what what what's done in the dark best comes to light. But again, we've already known about this guy. And again, we we know that we know that we get the highest. We know that we get the highest jail sentences. We know that certain things are put against us in our community. So that means you can't fall for the trap. And you, I'm sorry. The whole point. I'm sorry. We can't always promote the trap. That's the whole point. Part of us want to. We 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 want to say that we're there's discriminated against. But we want to promote trap. You can't have it both ways. You can't say I want a man to love me and I want a man to respect me, but you always twerking and you want to be listening to Cardi B all the damn time. And we know she a hoe. So what does that make you? I'm sorry if that we people want to put two together about you. You can't have it both ways. I got I got exes talking about man I. I didn't open up my chakras, but you still sleep with multiple people when you talk to old ass men for no fucking reason. Come on now. You stupid. You can't have it that way. I wanted to make a change in my life. There's things that I can't do anymore to, in order to achieve to order to attain what I want to do. You have to make those though you have to make certain changes in your life. You can't sit there and constantly complain about somebody holding you down. You can't constantly sit there and complain that I'm subjugated against. Because guess what? We all got we all get paid shit bullshit wages if you work. We all got to get two or three hustles if you live in California. Again, that doesn't matter what you are, what color you are. Poverty doesn't know a color. I've seen poor people in all colors, so I, I don't I don't get it. The struggle is 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 just applicable to whom? Sorry. And I'm not gonna be sitting here bad. I'm this channel is not gonna be the channel to bash, but I'm just gonna bring all perspectives to light. That's the whole point about me being moderate. I know all these different perspectives, I've seen them, so I'm gonna dissect them. And it might not be you might not like what I say. That's fine. You don't have to. That's the whole point. I could say, you know, you could say what you want. I could say what I want. I'm not going to disrespect you about it, though. Again, I'm not going to go. I'm not going at these guys personally. I'm going to say I, I disagree with how this guy feels. Period. I think Tommy Sotomayor is far off, uh, far off the hinges when he talks about black women. I think again, to his to his defense, the story that he brings up are true. But again, it's only. See, the funny thing is, it's just like when the the liberals and the, the, the white liberals and the white conservatives play each other in the news. They only highlight the most extreme cases in every side. Just like Tommy, he only hi highlights the most extreme, you know, cases of just black mama, black hoochie mama, you know, buffoonery. That's all he does. He doesn't talk about the good positive stuff that goes on in the community, which there's plenty of it. Just like, just like. Just like the, the real media that we look at every day, he's the same thing. It's the same thing. So I don't like those views like that. And I think a lot of his views on black women come from, you know, uh, and I have to challenge him on it, come from his failings as some parts of him being a black man. I'm sorry, just even by the way he's ta he talks. And I got to call him out. I had to start. I had to start with the Ray Karouf. I don't play that. I'm not down with the innocent killing of, of, of black of any woman because you you yourself didn't want to use discretion as a man. That's what makes you 
That's what's supposed to make you the, the authority, right? You're supposed to be outsmarting people, right? So why would we kill somebody? Why would we, why, why are we mad to the point where we're killing somebody? Because we didn't want to use a rubber. Come on, Tommy. Think better than that. Be better than that. Use a rubber. Tell the young men to use a rubber. See that? He'd rather you kill somebody and go to jail than to use a rubber. Those are the things I'm going to call out. I don't give a damn about that nigga being crispy and black. That that's that's beyond the point. I don't think he understands. I think some of his views are off the mark. It's like when Tariq Nasheed, it's a complete that type of dude. If that man is is like flip flopping, flip flop. He's like he's a flip flopper. Look at him. I'm telling you, learn about these people. Look him up. And before you get all into, you know, I'm I'm I've been reading this and you know, I've been reading that. Look up the look up the authors. Look up the you know look up the uh, when you go to these different sites. Look at who's uh, con- uh, contributing content. Look up their credentials. Really. Now you can sit there and say what you want about Umar, but the school has not been opened. You can go start with that. And Frederick Douglass's people is like, look, stop claiming us. You can take that how you want to take it. Again, if the point was to bring the black community together, if the point was to even promote pan-Africanism, why why would you create a, a, a illustrious backstory about you? And again, look look at look at him, look him up. He'll tell he'll he'll go through his whole little spiel, his whole little story. I'm a descendant of Harriet Tubman. And Frederick Douglass, you just sitting there like, bro, you just, you just Mr. Revolutionary, huh? You was born for the revolution. Come on, you can't, you can't have it that perfect, bro. It's all right if you if you grew up into this. It's all right if you struggled a little bit. It's all right if you if you knocked your head and was a thug for a little bit and said, fuck, this is the right thing to do. That's what a lot of us did. I was a slacker for a long point, and I said, oh, I can't be slacker no more. I gotta get my life together. That's all right. We all have a different. We all have a different journey to this. I'm telling you, man. These people are. This is this is a really different generation, and we could tell that, especially the social media, and it's giving these people so many different platforms. And the thing about it is, a lot of what they're saying is divisive. With all these, with all this technology, with all this uh, means to come together, why shouldn't it be for something positive? Why can't it be something that includes everybody who wants to do something positive as well? If it has to start with just the black community, then fine. But I mean, if anything, that's where it should start with, for us, anyways. I don't think anybody outside of our community is gonna help us do anything. That's the whole point, and that's where a lot of these people fail to realize that. Especially people like Tommy Sotomayor. Putting us down ain't going to get you nowhere. It might get you some money. It might, you might be able to pay your little mortgage because that's what dumb people want to pay to see because that's all they know. They don't know about coming together and making something positive. They don't know about making a business with somebody. So all they, all they can say is, yeah, black people ain't shit because they themselves probably ain't shit. So it's a reflection of who they are. That's why they're comfortable watching that. That's what. It, that's why he probably has a big following. Makes perfect sense. Of course, you got your white boys on there, and and believe you, they be commenting on them and calling them all type of coon. Oh yeah, and for those of you who do not know, 
And for those of you who do want to play the, and I'm still, I'm, I know this still exists. Notice still exists. Do not be a kiss ass in this in this generation, okay? Do not be a kiss ass. They don't respect kiss asses. Nobody respects a kiss ass. Believe me. I I think it's if you if you were to ever go down the the comment section on any com, uh, Tommy Sotomayor, uh, you know, chat, you will hear you will you will hear the the words buck and coon used by so many different white profiles. It's not funny. For one. I saw I saw one with my own eyes that said, "Yes, he he gets it, but you can't trust him because he turns against his own kind." Pretty much, that's what it said. If that's what if that's what they're saying about him, then that's all you need to know. That's why what he what he's saying really is wrong. They don't respect that. Not not even no. I mean, no one respects that. A kiss ass. So don't be that. Don't be. Don't really. Don't be an Uncle Tom. Really, don't be the kiss ass. Don't be the Sambo. Now he's the Sam. Now I, I'm. I'm sorry. I might have to get on him at one point in time because he just. He he be. He, trust me. He he takes a lot from a, a lot of different people, and he he's actually called himself a scammer. He's actually admitted to being a scammer to people. That's that's his drama, and that's why I would say I wouldn't. I would check him out just to understand who he is. And kind of how he gets down, but I wouldn't look too far into him. He's shady. That man is shady, and I and I get the vibe from a lot of those those guys. Even a little bit of Umar. I'm telling you, man, these guys are shady. I say, watch out for it. I say, I would not look for no leader to come save your community. I will look for a conglomerate of like-minded people trying to strive together. It's not about somebody coming out of nowhere and being like a, a Jesus to us no more. That's not that the year that is over. It's time for our community to just, or in communities in general, to come together and let certain dumb shit go. Yeah, they're gay. Let it go. That doesn't bother you. You don't have to have sex with that person. Why does it bother you? Now, there's limits to what they should do. Yeah, yes. You're gay. Okay. I have no problem with you being a cross-dresser, but stay out of people's schools. I don't think you need to read the people. Read the little kids. Now, you want to do your one-off thing and you want to come out on the weekends and party it up? I don't care what you do. I don't think you need to be in little kids' faces and reading to them and being all close to them. I'm going to keep that honest. That's why I'm moderate, and I'll I'll have to take that flat for that. But that's where I stand. Shoot, I think if you, I'm just saying, there's 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 limits. There's limits to everything. But do they need to die? Do they need to be discriminated against? No, not necessarily. No, but does it need to be hyperly promoted? No, just like sexuality in general. I think I think. I think having uh, somebody like Cardi B being thrown all throughout the media is just as bad as as what as what they claim gay people are doing or what type of gay imagery they're putting out is is hypersexual. All of it is hypersexualism. I think it should just be it should naturally come to people. And I think that part is being manipulated definitely, and nobody addresses that. That somehow all gets a pass. No one talk. We, I mean, we'll sit there and say, "Well, gays this and gays that," but what about the the quote unquote, you know, whatever? 
I, again, I could go in all night. I've already I've already gone in too far. Uh, but for now, I'm going to take my first real break. And when I get back, I'm going to get into some college basketball. I'll be going over the scores, over to, uh, over tonight's scores and today's scores as well. Uh, a lot of action in the top 25. Some upsets. So we're going to get to that. And then, like I said, we're going to go to the NFL. Uh, we have some wild card action. Uh, we will preview. Nah, nah, nah. For tonight, I'll just do the scores. And then we'll wrap everything up with the NBA. All right, y'all. So I'll be right back. Peace. All right, y'all. I am back. And like I said, I'm going to get into this college basketball action. There's a lot of basketball today in the top 25. Uh, so let's get right into it. Uh, starting with Michigan State. They got the win today in a Big Ten action against Ohio State. Uh, Michigan State won that uh, eight. 86 to 76. They are number eight in the nation. Ohio State, of course, was number 14. Uh, they Michigan State moves on to 13 and two. Ohio State is now 12 and two. Uh, let's break down the stats here for Michigan State. They were led by their guard Cassius Wilson. Another great game game from him. 25 points, five assists. He also had two rebounds. They were also helped out by their forward Nick Ward, who had 21 points and also eight rebounds. As for Ohio State, they were led by Caleb Wesson, who had 25 points and eight rebounds. They also got help from their uh, guard uh, Luther Muhammad, who had 12 points, two assists, and also two rebounds uh, moving on we uh we got one upset here we got Alabama taking the loss I'm sorry to Alabama getting the win against uh, number 13 Kentucky 77 to 75 at the score here uh, for Kentucky they were led by four DJ Washington he had 15 points and seven rebounds guard Kelton Johnson also had 13 points and seven rebounds and uh, four assists as for Bama Tevin Mook uh, sorry Tevin Mack excuse me uh, that's uh, that's their guard. He had 22 points and five rebounds. Their other guard, Keela, uh, Kira Lewis Jr., had 12 points, three assists, and also two rebounds. With the loss, Kentucky moves down to 10 and three, and Alabama they also uh, move up to 10 and three. So they are both at the same record. Uh, moving on, uh, we got North Carolina getting it done against Pittsburgh, 85 to uh, 60. UNC will likely hold on to that number 15 spot. They'll probably move up by the end of the week, though. Uh, Boston College uh, they lost to number 10 Virginia Tech, 66 to 77. It's the score there. Uh, Kansas State uh, lost to number 11 Tech. Texas Tech. The score there was 57 to 63. Number 23 Oklahoma got it done against Oklahoma State, 74 to 64. Number four uh, Virginia got it done against number nine uh, Florida State, 65 to 52. That looks like that might be the matchup uh, to be the conference. Uh, they might meet. They might meet up in the game, meet up again in the conference tournament championship. I, I like both of those teams. We'll talk a little bit about that game, uh, a little bit about both of those uh, teams, a little bit more. Uh, a little bit. Uh, I'll say tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night on Sunday, or maybe even Monday morning. Uh, but anyways, uh, moving on, we got number three uh, Tennessee getting it done in a big way against Georgia, 96 out of 50. There, uh, Georgia, uh, Tennessee. I'm sorry, is going to hold on to that number three spot. Of course, uh, here's another big upset though. Number five Kansas went down to Iowa State. Uh, they went out there to Iowa City, or actually Ames, excuse me, and took a big time. Uh, up a big time L. This does not normally happen. Iowa State is somehow getting upsets on the football field and on the basketball court. Uh, but we're going to break this one down real quick. 
Uh, for Kansas, they were, of course, led by their forward, Diedrich Lawson. He had 13 points, 12 rebounds, uh, and also three assists. Quentin Grimes, their guard, also had 19 points, six rebounds, and two assists. As for Oklahoma's, uh, sorry, Iowa State, uh, they were led by their uh, guard, Tyrese Halliburton, who had 14 points and three assists. Uh, their other guard, Mario uh, Shaynock, also had 12 points and five rebounds as well. Uh, as for uh, Kansas, this is their second loss of the season. They'll be going to 12 and 2. Iowa State, though, although they're not ranked, they have the same record. So there you go. They're probably pretty good this whole time. We just didn't even know about it. Uh, moving on, we got number six Nevada beating. Well, getting their asses beat as well. Uh, they lost to New Mexico, 85 to 58. There. I don't know how to explain that one. I can't. Uh, number one, Duke goes on to beat Clemson in ACC play. 87 to 68 is a the score there. And also Gonzaga, of course, gets their big win uh, against uh, Santa Clara. I'm sorry, uh, 48 to 91 is the score there. Gonzaga is, of course, uh, is of course, the seventh team in the nation. Uh, let's move on to the NBA. And first things first, we got the Hornets. I'm sorry. Yes, the Hornets going down to the Nuggets, 110 to 123. Uh, the Jazz get it done against the Pistons, 110 to 105. Uh, the Mavs, uh, they go down to the Sixers, 100 to 106. That's the final score there. We're going to break that one down. For the Mavs, they were led by Wesley Matthews. He had 18 points and two rebounds. Luka Doncic had 14 points, eight rebounds, and two assists. For the Sixers, Joel Embiid led the way. Matter of fact, he led all teams in terms of scoring. Uh, he had 25 points, 12 rebounds, and also 5 assists. Ben Simmons also contributed in a big way. 20 points, 11 rebounds, and 14 assists. So a very good-looking triple-double, in my opinion. Uh, J.J. Redick also did his thing, the OG. 20 points, 2 assists, and 2 rebounds. For the Mavericks, they moved down to 18-21, and 21, and I believe they are just out of the playoff mix at the moment. Uh, as for the Sixers, they move up to 26-14. and 14. Uh, uh, they are in good. They're in a good position in the east. Uh, in the east right now, that should put them at third. Yes, that is going to put them at third at the moment. Uh, but moving on, uh, we got the Pelicans getting it done against the Cavs, one thirty-three to ninety-eight. Uh, the Grizzlies, uh, they go down to the Spurs, eighty-eight to one hundred eight in Western Conference play. Uh, we got the the Raptors beating the Bucks again, one twenty-three to one sixteen. We're going to break this one down as well. Uh, for the Raptors, they were led by Kawhi, of course. He had thirty points, seven rebounds. And five assists. Uh, Pascal Siakam, I uh, don't walk well, up until this season. I haven't heard his name a lot, but when I've mentioned his name so far this season, it's always something good. He's been doing his thing. Uh, tonight was no different. 30 points, three assists, three rebounds. Uh, Serge Ibaka also doing his thing. 25 points, nine assists, and five assists. Uh, five assists, nine rebounds, and five assists. As for the Bucks, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, of course, uh, balled out. 44 points, 18 rebounds, three assists. Uh, but he was only up, helped out by my, uh, Malcolm Brogdon. He had 15 points, five assists, and three uh, rebounds. I think Chris Middleton had about 12 points. Uh, but the point being is that the Raptors are looking like they're going to take the East, in my opinion, right now. They seem to have the best team. Uh, Pascal, Siakam, uh, that seems to be a pretty good – that seems to be the, the two names that I'm 
that I'm seeing consistently. Uh, you'll also see Van Fleet get into the mix. I believe he had a 20-point game, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Uh, you'll also see Kyle Lowry do his thing when he's in the mix. I think he is out with an injury right now. I don't think I saw him uh, on the box score. I could be wrong. Uh, but usually they, they have a lot of players that can get it done. Uh, I like the way this team plays together. Um, I'm looking at the Bucks and saying this is this is Giannis's team in good and bad. Uh, it looks like he's going to be the guy that they're going to rely upon for a whole lot of scoring this season. And uh, hmm, not to say that he can't score, but it's always good to have help. The Sixers look like they got help. Uh, the the uh, the Celtics, you know, if Gordon Hayward can get himself together, they have even more help. Uh, but even without, without Gordon Hayward, it looks like the Celtics have some type of scoring help. Uh, the Bucks just... You know, for what it for what it's worth, their record seems to be good. I'm just what I'm looking at is they're they're not beating this top team in the Raptors right now. So I'm gonna hold it against them for now. Uh but moving on, uh some Western Conference play. We got the Warriors uh beating the Kings 127 to 123. So it looks like the Warriors want to take back the West for now. Uh they're looking for a top spot. Again, they get another another win against their uh cross the cross regional rival with the Kings. So uh looking like a good they're looking on the uptick right now. And uh finally, uh the Rockets lose to my Blazers. 101 to 110 is the final score there. They definitely break that winning streak for the Rockets. Um, well, at least that, yeah, yeah, that break that, that they break the streak. Uh, but um, for the Rockets, Harden had 38 points, seven assists, five rebounds. Austin Rivers, aka Doc Rivers, his son, and he got punked by his own teammates, Rivers. Uh, but he had 21 points. As for the Blazers, Yusef uh, Nurkic had 25 points and five, uh, 15 rebounds, excuse me. So a good solid triple double on his part. Uh, CJ McCollum had 24 points and four rebounds. And Dame, of course, did his thing. He had a solid triple, a solid double double as well. 17 points, 12 rebounds. He also did his thing with five assists. I like the way the Blazers played. Uh, they played up tempo. They played up to uh, the Rockets' abilities. Uh, again, this is looking like a really close Western Conference. It's probably going to have the same type of finish it had last year with the, the top three teams being like one or two games away from each other. And I think that goes the, the same for everybody, for all, you know, for one to eight. They're like all within a game of each other. So I think it's going to create a really great playoff situation for them. Uh, but. Uh, the Western Conference as a whole, but I definitely met this win tonight by the Blazers. Of course, they needed it. They needed to stay competitive. They need to, of course, um, I believe they're about sixth or seventh right now. So uh, every win counts for everybody, and um, I like I like the win. Um, I definitely will take it, especially at home. Uh, but we're gonna take another quick break, and uh, we're gonna. Oh, actually, before I take that break, I did want to get into some uh, news uh, for the NBA, and I just got this report. Uh, yesterday, and it looks like uh, Jimmy Butler has already got some drama brewing uh, in Philly right now. Uh, it's been quoted, or it's been uh, reported that he's been arguing uh, with the coach, the head coach, uh, Brett Brown, about his role on the offense. Uh, he's been basically putting down uh, Brown and his offensive play calling. Has been labeled, he's been labeled as disrespectful by witnesses. Um, and the Sixers, the Sixers are currently now 15 and six with Butler. So it looks like they're, I mean, they're definitely doing well with him. Uh, looks like they're definitely going to make the playoffs regardless. 
Uh, but uh, it looks like Jimmy wants to play a more pick and roll uh, style. I think that's more suitable to his game. I'm guessing that's more suitable to his game. Uh, but the thing about it is, I think there's a whole better way to go about doing that than to go upside your coach, uh, you know, just to call him out or uh, just to, well, from what I see here, it was disrespectful. I, and again, you know, you don't want to be disrespectful to your coach. He's already, you know, got enough on his plate, I feel. And uh, he's not necessarily being disrespectful to you or your abilities. Uh, so, I, again, I, I think he's just naturally just one of those, you know, shit stirs, just shit starters and pot stirs. So, um, again, that's him kind of doing his thing. Uh, it looks... It looks to be that for now, uh, the Sixers seem, seem to be mature enough to handle it. So it, they're, in my opinion, it looks like they are succeeding in spite of that. So uh, I think Jimmy, you know, of course, he probably has his way. Uh, hopefully, it just doesn't, you know, affect, uh, come to the detriment of the team. Because, again, he might work well in that type of, of style, in that pick and roll style. But that does not mean that everybody else is so successful. So uh, I hope he's not you know, just thinking about himself uh, when he's talking about changing up the offense. Again, I understand he wants to be a factor, uh, but again, what works for the team? And you're already having, you guys already have a winning record. He already gets his numbers. He scores about 20 points a game. So, I mean, what more could you really want? You're a factor. So get over it. It's not, and you're dealing with guys who are hard enough, quote unquote, according to you, to get the job done. So, so let it go, Jimmy. Just, just play basketball, bro. I know, I know you want to have it perfect. I know it has to be perfect. I know you want to be able to speak your mind, and you're one of those cats that are like that. I respect you, bro. But and you have my last name. We might not be related though. But still, bro, just, just, just go ahead and play basketball. And and how about this? Get a title, and then you could do whatever you want to do. You could tell them whatever you want to say. You could say whatever. You could really say what you want to say. Then, at least win the East. And I think you have the capabilities to do so. Let's just play some basketball. That's all you need to worry about. I think if you worry about basketball, you and your team will be a lot successful, a lot more successful. You might even be able to snatch this from Kawhi if you if you become more uh, self-aware, Jimmy. I, and, and, I, and that's coming from a fan of yours. I've always been a fan of his since... Uh, he was the days of the when he was with the Bulls. I like how he's scrappy and coming off the bench, and he earned a spot on that team. And he earned a spot in the NBA. I just feel uh, don't let the ego get to you, bro. I understand you want to, you know, again, you want to play pick and roll. You're getting your numbers, dude. You're eating, bro. Don't worry about it. You're winning. I mean, I think that should be the biggest the biggest deal right now. If you're still scoring 20 points a game and your team is winning, that's that's it. You're getting your rebounds. You're getting your steals. You, you can still play defense, bro. Win. Let's let's bring a title. Bring a title home for you. You earned you earn that. We understand you want your respect. Go ahead and earn your respect by winning some games. Do something positive. You left you left Minnesota because of you know your teammates. Now you now you going to Philly and trying to you know get mad at the coach. No, just just play some basketball. Prove to the world that you can handle it. We know you the alpha. You done already claimed it. Now prove it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Jimmy. I'm just saying. But I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna take a quick, another quick break, and when I come back, I'm gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna go over this NFL play, this NFL playoff action. I was wrong. I'll be the first for a minute. Both my picks were wrong, and uh, I guess I'll tell you why. I'll be right back, y'all. All right, y'all. So I am back, and I'm gonna wrap this up for tonight. We're gonna go over these NFL playoffs. Of course, like I said, I was wrong. Um, we're going to break this first one down, the Colts and the Texans. This one 
boggles my mind even more. This was the early matchup. Uh, the Colts win this one 21-7. I'm not so surprised about how many points. Uh, the, I, what I'm surprised about is how many points the Texans scored. With all the, the offense that they had, uh, especially on the, the receiving end, and just what Deshaun Watson can bring to the table. I wasn't so surprised that the Colts won. I'm more surprised that the Texans only put up seven points, to be honest with you. But uh, let's break down this one. Uh, Luck, uh, he went 19-32, 222 yards, excuse me. He had two touchdowns, and he also threw a pick. Uh, for uh, As far as rushing goes, Marlon Mack, like I said, he's been emerging. Uh, he's definitely one of their better, better running backs in a very, very long time. 148 yards on the ground, and he ran for a touchdown. Uh, Receiving-wise, uh, T.Y. Hilton led the way in terms of yards. Five catches for 85 yards. Uh, Dontrell Inman had 53 yards and a touchdown. Air Ebron catches a, t- catches a touchdown pass as well. And, of course, uh, neither one of these guys looks super amazing, uh, but, you know, the Colts, for their for their point, uh, they made uh, they made plays. So, neither, like I said, neither offense looked great, uh, but looked like the Colts just made, you know, just play, plays when they counted. Uh, on defense, uh, linebacker Darius Leonard led the way. He had 13 total tackles, and uh, cornerback Kenny Moore had six total tackles. Uh, six total tackles and also an interception. Uh, for the t- uh, Texans, Deshaun Watson, he went 29-49 of 49 for 235 yards, a touchdown, uh, and an interception. Uh, he had also 76 uh, rushing yards, making him the leading rusher. So Lamar Miller did not show up again. So again, they really didn't have any balance. So when you look at that factor, uh, he only got about 18 yards on the ground. They weren't really able to do a whole lot offensively. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, again, was a no-show. Uh, not to say that he always does that. But just saying he was a no-show as of today. Uh, Kiki QT uh, led the way in terms of receiving with 11 catches, 110 yards, and a touchdown. So, um, you know, maybe if uh, maybe if DeAndre Hopkins shows up, maybe you get an extra play, uh, you get a consistent running game, maybe something happens. So uh, there's a lot that um, it looks like. It looks like there's a lot that. Uh, the Texans have to look forward to in the offseason in terms of working on. Uh, they definitely need to get a, a running game situated. Uh, Alfred Blue, uh, looks like the Alfred Blue, Lamar uh, Miller experiment, uh, whoever they got in that backfield. Of course, you got Deshaun Watson making plays on, on the run. It looks like that might not be the be, uh successful for them they it looks like they might need to get a, a running back head into this draft or maybe look for some sort of uh big time running back to free agency Le'Veon Bell possibly uh but definitely they lacked on that running game uh in terms of defense they played pretty well uh Tyron Matthew had eight total tackles uh despite giving up a whole lot of points uh and also uh linebacker Ben Derrick McKinney he also had nine tackles as well again the Colts uh, they scored more points, of course, but it's not like they looked, you know, great themselves. Of course, Andrew Luck threw his interception. So, again, I think the Texans have a good defense. I think offensively they're lacking a lot of balance, and I think it showed up today. And I was wrong. Uh, I was definitely expecting, of course, like I said, uh, I I expected the Texans, Texans to win. Uh, did expect a close game, uh, but did not expect them to not put up as many points. Like, only seven points. That's... Mm. I don't know what to make of that. Uh, but moving on in the primetime matchup, uh, the Cowboys were able to win their first playoff game in 15 years. Well, maybe even more than that. Was it 95? Yeah, 95, y'all. It's been a very long time. Take a pe- take a bow. Take a bow, guys. 
You guys take a bow. You deserved it. Take a take a bow. Take a bow. Anyways, this one was a little bit surprising too. Uh, but again, I'm not actually I'm not really surprised about this one. I mean, uh, Dallas did have a lot more factors leading in their in their favor heading into this game. Uh, the Seahawks basically just had the uh, Russell Wilson factor uh, for them. It may be the Pete Carroll factor for them. So uh, the Cowboys were able to get it done, uh, get it done 24 to 22. Let's get into these stats as well. Uh, Russell Wilson, he went 18 to 27. Uh, he had, he threw for 233 yards. Uh, he threw for, and it's a, uh, he threw for a touchdown. He also ran for a touchdown as well. Uh, but in terms of the leading rusher, and again, this is a big problem. This is where I'm starting to see y'all can sit there and say, oh, it's a passing league. It's a passing league. Uh, Rashard Penny only had 29 yards rushing. Again, I I need to see balance. I think balance wins you championships. If you can if you can run the ball and pass the ball, you can win a championship. I don't think you can rely upon just doing one or the other. We'll see what the uh, the Ravens can do tomorrow in the playoff. I'm look. It's looking to me like in the playoffs you gotta have multiple facets of your game that people are not ready for. It's not like you can just pound the ball and run the ball or just pass the ball all over the place. You're gonna have to be able to do both. Uh, but moving on, in terms of receiving, uh, Tyler Lockett led the way. He had four catches for 120 yards. Uh, running back J.D. McKissick also had a touchdown as well. And on defense, uh, safety Bradley Madugal had t- uh, 10 total tackles, and linebacker K.J. Wright had nine. T- Total tackles and an interception. So again, uh, defensively, uh, the Seahawks showed up again. I think the lack of balance on offense, not really having a legitimate running back, I think it hurts. It hurt both of these, uh, both the Texans and the Seahawks today. Uh, we'll look at the the, the uh, Cowboys real quick. Starting with Dak, he went 22 of 33. He had 226 yards. He threw for a touchdown and an interception. Uh, however, he was able to rush for a touchdown as well. But look at this: Zeke had a, a rushing touchdown as well. So again. If your running offense can get it done, if your running offense can score touchdowns, that's a whole. That's you know, that's more points you guys got. That's more points you guys people have to account for defensively. So, uh, again, the Seahawks did themselves a disservice by not being able to run the ball effectively. And so did the Texans. It's going to show up uh, again. It shows up. If it doesn't show up in the in the in the season, it shows up in the playoffs. Uh Mari Cooper, of course, had another good game offensively. Seven catches for 106 yards. Michael Gallup ended up catching a touchdown. And on defense, of course, Leighton Vanderesh is the man. He had ten total tackles all over the place. Um a takeaway from this game is of course uh the Cowboys for the first time in a long time finally won a playoff game. That's the biggest thing I could take away. I was surprised. Um, only because they have never won. They haven't won in a very long time. So keeping it lit, like I was not expecting this one. It was a good win on them on their part. Uh, the question is now, who do they match up with next week? We will find that out tomorrow. Speaking of which, I will be back for another edition uh, Monday morning. Uh, but I will be covering all of Sunday's uh, NFL action in terms of the wild card. I do believe we have. Who do we have on tap? Yeah, so tomorrow we got the Chargers and the Ravens going at it and the Eagles and the Bears. I'm not gonna make a I'm not gonna make a decision on that Chargers and the Ravens game. Things are going crazy. I just I just feel comfortable with these Bears. I could be wrong with the Bears, but I'm gonna take a chance on them. Uh but I will, I will be covering those two games tomorrow. Of course, the NBA action. Uh, we'll definitely have uh, co- some college basketball scores for you as well. I, 
uh, yeah, for now that's what we got. I know I'll have some world. I know I have some world news for you guys at the world on the street. So you already know that's coming. And um, yeah, for now we're gonna call it a night. All right, y'all. This is another edition of Never Out of Bounds. This is your man El Jamal signing out.